please be seated in God's house. Please be seated in God's house. What a joy to come back and be part of our service today. And it's a joy to see each one of you. I know the weather outside is now very favorable, but still we are here. We have gathered in the house. Uh, you know, we come from different homes, different backgrounds, different situations, different turmoils, different family situations that all of us have to go through. But still, we are here knowing that we serve a God of wonders who is able to change our life completely. Hallelujah. When we give our life in the hands of God, we know that this is not just a Christian way of saying things. We know he is the controller he is the ruler and he is the Lord of our life. When we give our life to him, he changes it. Allow God to change our life. Our trust, our belief, our faith in God should allow him. And we are preparing and making room in our life for God to work wonders in our life. Everybody happy this morning? Um, I'm seeing my dear friend Stacy after many years. Um, good to see you here. And if there's anybody else who are here for the very first time or you're watching us online from whichever part of the world, uh, may the Lord continue to bless you, be with you, strengthen you. It's a joy to gather in this house together with body of believers. And uh, our church is not just, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to know that it is not just a church in Richardson. It's a global church. It's a global church where people from Indonesia and different places tune in to be part of our service. It's, it's actually a joy to know there are other people who are interested to follow what we are doing. Hallelujah. Can I hear an amen with you? And that is the vision of our church. That is the vision of what we stand for. It's about on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is about uh, in a body of believers that comes together, united together. And, and, and we want to see that happening in our church congregation here. I believe everybody are doing well and some of our families are traveling. I pray the Lord will continue to be with them and uh, returning families who have had a good vacation time back in India and different cities. Um, thank you for coming back. And every Sunday I would say this and I don't take it for granted. I don't want to take your presence here for granted. You could be any other place in Dallas right now, but you chose to be with us. And uh, as a pastor, um, I'm thankful. And as we do our life together, life is together better. And as we do our life together, it is always good in the sight of God. As we pray and meditate and continue, I pray that heavenly blessings will flow into your life in every single thing. As time is running real quick, um, you know, I don't think there's anybody else that I want to address everybody are looking good healthy smiling faces you all look good you make me feel good as a pastor when I stand here when our folks are smiling all the time good to see you good to see you this morning I want to continue real quick into uh, the last part of the frequency series that we were doing and uh, today is the part five the last part of the frequency series some of you all who don't know all our messages are uploaded on our podcast uh, on Apple uh, podcast on podcast and SoundCloud and YouTube and every social media platform we are there um, you know uh, you can go back and uh, re-watch all of this contents that we have uploaded and today, I want to bring your attention towards the part five, the last part of our, 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 our study. And next week onwards, I'm, I'm preparing a message uh, on the book of James that we will love to go through scripture to scripture, chapter by chapter. And we will intentionally follow through the book of James starting next week. But today onward, today is the last Sunday for frequency. And we understand frequency is about tuning in to hearing God and what he is saying in our life in any given situation. 
situation. All of us in life, we always want somebody to help us guide and navigate in the journey that we are on, right? In the journey that we take, it always looks good and better. You know, sometimes when I have to do services in different places, I ask my uh, uh, organizers, my people, that, you know, what are the things that I need to keep in mind. What are the things that I should be doing? Even when, uh, you know, during our Malayalam service too, whenever Pastor Sam is here, you know, we, we have a conversation and Pastor asked me, what are the things I must be doing? What are the things so that everything flows in a channel? Because that's how you tune in to the frequency of an organization. You tune in to the frequency of a family. And today, I want to bring your attention towards, uh, as a last part, I'm going to wind up, but something that God was speaking to me all through last week, and I've been praying and during, even during our fasting prayer yesterday night, I mentioned about it. It's about fight for your family. Fight for your family. Many years ago, um, you know, I was ministering in my church uh, and I, I, I was in Hindis, right? So I was uh, preaching and I mentioned that, you know, what are the images that comes to your mind when I speak about fight? A young boy stood up and he said, my mom and dad. Because that's what he has seen. Uh, uh, growing up and the, maybe that's what he can understand and he said my mom and dad is the image that I get to see when you talk about yuddha or when you talk about fight yuddha was in Hindi when you talk about fight is that's the image that comes to my mind and today I want to bring your attention towards as I'm focusing on fight for your family and I, I think a couple of years ago when I was standing here to minister I shared a story with you about uh, myself and Josiah we were up in the in the uh, in a mall and one who were there, Josiah saw somebody who was very scary. He was a well-built, huge, big man. And Josiah saw this guy to be very scary. And uh, immediately what he did was he came and started hiding behind me, knowing that as long as my dada is standing ahead of me, no person can ever harm me. Is that our story? So sometimes we have to understand that God has given some people around you that you got to fight for. You got to fight for. And Bible helps us to understand through the scriptures that we don't fight, we don't rage warfare on flesh and blood. Usually most of our warfare in our life as Pentecostal Christians that we are raging warfare on our brother and sister. When I talk about fight, it's somebody else's name that comes to your mind right now. It's somebody's face that comes to your mind right now. But fight is not with flesh and blood. God does not allow it because everybody here is made in the image of God. They are our fellow brothers and sisters. They may not be perfect, but still they are brothers and sisters. If you raise a fight against a brother or sister, you are bringing a curse on yourself. Understand it very carefully today and during this last part if there are unresolved issues in any family situations where you have situations where you cannot deal with your parents or brothers or sisters you need to bring it in a place of complete resolve because if you don't do that what happens is you're bringing a curse on yourself and your family don't do that because we are a body of believers. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's look to the scriptures. When we look to the scriptures, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. And then we will read verse 20. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. And then we will read verse 20. And as we read that, I'm going to, Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. I set people according to their families with their swords and their spears and their bows. I said to the nobles, the leaders and the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember, the Lord is great and 
awesome. How many of you know God is awesome? Come on, somebody. How many of you know our God is an awesome God? Not just when we sing those songs and it pumps up ourselves that we sing, oh God, you're awesome. But every single moment and walk of your life, our God is an awesome God. He has worked wonders from eternity to eternity long. My God's awesomeness never changes. He is an awesome God. Even when I have messed up, even when I have failed, even when I have come a lot of shortcomings in my life, my God is an awesome God. He's an awesome God. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor, give them a high five and say, my God is an awesome God. Come on, people. He's an awesome God. He's a good God. Praise the Lord. Our God is an awesome God. Taste and see that the Lord Praise the Lord. Don't be angry with God. He's a good God. Angryness with God never brings you any good. Being angry with God will never open any door for you. There's no reason. He's a good God. Even when the doors are shut, it's a sign where God's, God is asking us, I have closed the door for you. Revelation, when we read through the scripture, the, the door that God opens, nobody can. And the, God, and the door that God, nobody can. We are thankful for the doors God has closed for us. What do you know about life? When you walk into those doors, there's a hidden snare and a trap that has been placed to destroy and to take your life away. It's a setup. The door may look good and beautiful. You walk into that space and place, but I can give you the assurance you will never last long. Be thankful for the doors that God has closed in our life. Be thankful for the doors God has opened. Even if the door looks nasty, small, uh, 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 the place may not be as good as you want it to be. But be careful. If the door has been opened by God, get ready, get into it because that is the place of your blessing. When you step into the, 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 the orders, the commandments, the voice, the frequency of heaven, God will lead you in a place of still waters. God will give you peace in your life. Most of the time, we don't have peace. Why? Because we rage a warfare against flesh and blood. We get into places where God has shut doors for us and we try to open that with our own abilities. Don't try that. You will mess up. Our God is an awesome God is what Nehemiah would help us to understand. Verse 19 is where I want to ponder. I want to camp there for some time. Do not be afraid of them. Remember, the Lord is great and awesome. Fight for your brother. Fight for for your sons fight for your daughters fight for your you know i'm gonna i'm gonna bring that into my own translation it says fight for your wives which is a plural back in the olden days it was some men are oh my goodness wow bible says that pastor yes but i'm gonna bring it back to our own context here it's about fight for your wife be a husband of one wife right and your houses whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there our God will fight for us what I'm trying to bring your attention towards is when you stand up to fight for your family 
verse 19 helps us to understand you're not raging this warfare by yourself. You will be fighting, but heaven will back you up. Bible says, and I will fight for you. I will be fighting the same war as you are going to engulf in. What is the story talking? We Last year we did an entire book series on Nehemiah and we talked about how Nehemiah built the wall. We know the story here. The story is about how Nehemiah is building the wall. The broken walls around the protection, the broken walls that has been, that has come down because of the enemy kings that has come and overtook their life. But here is one man who under the calling and the unction of Holy Spirit is led to build a wall of protection around his people, around his brother, around his sister, around his families. Why? Because if one man can do it, Bible says if one man, God is looking for one person who will stand in the gap. God is looking for one person through whom God can actually save an entire nation. Here is one man under the calling and the vision of God Almighty who stands in the gap to build the broken walls of Jerusalem. And Bible helps us to understand there was a season and time when the enemy tried to come and kill them, destroy them. But Nehemiah would say, we need to fight for our brother. We need to fight for our sister. We need to fight for people who have no voice at all. We need to fight and stand for people who cannot fight for themselves. We need to strengthen them. Hallelujah. Whom are you fighting for today? Whom are you fighting for today? Praise the Lord. Whom are you fighting for? Is that a person? Can I tell you, if you have any non-believers in your family, fight for that person. Christian life is a warfare. Don't take it for granted. Last week I was talking to a friend. Um, they mentioned that they met somebody uh, uh, recently in a campus ministry. And he gave me the list. Pastor, I am praying for this, 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 this person. I'm so thrilled. I was, I was so thrilled when I saw the list that he was praying for. Whom are you fighting for? Whom are you fighting for? Most of the time our life is revolved around the people that we are fighting against. But we need to change the table around and start fighting for them. Start fighting for them. Hallelujah. The enemy wants to disrupt your family. In America today, in America today, the biggest challenge and, 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 and in the 21st century, the biggest challenge that the enemy has brought is the fight against your family. It's a fight against your family. How many situations that we see? I was reading an article brought out by the Assemblies of God and they said majority of families are ending towards divorce and, and situations that are not happy at all. Why? That's the main agenda of the enemy. That he wants to break your family. And today I'm asking some intercessors to rise up in this house. Some prayer warriors to rise up in this house. Pray for people around you. Don't let their life be destroyed. Family is an institution ordered and ordained by heaven. Fight for the family around you. Fight for your family. Hallelujah. 
One of the biggest weapon that the enemy has brought in 21st century in America and around the world. Some people say it happens only in America or the Western civilization. It happens in India. We don't know, but there are so many stories that have come up to me recently. It happens in India too. Families are broken. Families are messed up. But there is something that we need to do as a Christian church. Build our families together. Fathers, you have a role to play in your house. Mothers, you have a role to play in your house. In a week, at least take one day of fasting and prayer for your family, for your children. Your prayer will never go in vain. Your fasting will never go in vain. The young ones here, take one day. Skip one meal and sit in the presence of God and pray for your brother and sister with whom you hang out every day. Fight for the family. In this generation, my message, whoever is watching right now or even after months, you may tune into this message. But my message today is tune into the frequency of heaven and understand family is important. Hallelujah. The enemy is against our families. In the beginning, God created whom? A family. Adam and Eve. What did the enemy do? When Adam was work, work, the enemy sneaked in. Why? So that he can bring division between the family. What is division? When you have two visions, they're already, the enemy has walked in. When you have two visions, the enemy has already walked in. You have already given the room for the enemy. Amen. You can't have two visions in your family. Amen. You can't have two visions over your family, over your, or in your personal life. You can't have two visions. The enemy has walked in already. Are you understanding my message? Don't take in a carnal mind right now. Take it in a spiritual sense. We have to understand the importance. Hallelujah. Kudumam or Velia important I Akariamana, a Christian with the Devam, Namale or Kudumatlaki Arikan, Avakundi Pratikanam. Pray for them. As Nehemiah would say, when we read that scripture, can we read that scripture once again? I want everybody, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. Verse 13. Let's read it all together. Therefore, I position men. Behind the lower parts of the wall, up the openings, I set people according to their families with swords and spears and bows. I said to the nobles, leaders and people, do not be afraid of them. Who are them? The enemies. Remember, the Lord is great and awesome. And after that, it says, fight for your brother. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wife and fight over your family, for your house. Some of us must understand that this is a life that we are living in. We need to engage in this warfare. Fight for your family. We don't choose our family. Our family is a gift to us like we are to them. Anybody here who you chose to be in your family? Many years ago, I had a friend. He said, I wished I was born 
in Ambani's. I was back in India, right? He is the most richest person. He like after he built the the 27 floors, the biggest house in the entire planet. This guy built in Bombay. I don't know why, but he built right. So my friends, I was I wish I was like Anant Ambani, the son of Mukesh Ambani. I wish I was the son of uh, Mukesh Ambani. Why? Because I could have all these fleet. He has like four floors filled with exotic cars around the world. He has three helipads in his house. Huge mansion in the entire world that this guy has built in the midst of a slum in Bombay. People from Bombay would understand that. You open your window and you walk outside, you look outside, you all you see is slums outside your house, right? So this guy had the privilege of making all that. But one of my friends is like, I wish I was born in the Ambani. You don't choose your family. Your family is a gift of God in your life. Youngsters who are listening to my message today, don't choose your partners in your carnal nature. Be very careful. Be very careful that you understand with whom you have to spend eternity long until death do us separate. You have to live with somebody and you have to take it very cautiously with whom you are engaged, you are talking, you are, do not get, give your confidence to somebody if you are not ready for a relationship. Are you trying to understand? Don't give your hopes high for somebody if you're not ready for a relationship at all. You have to be very careful. And today in our generation, marriages are crumbling. Why? Because the enemy, you have already given for the, a, a room, an area for the enemy to work. I am thankful for a generation of people, folks here in our community, within our community. But can I tell you something honest, honestly, as a pastor, when I minister, there are people here who are married in the same house, but at all, you are not living as a married couple. In our communities, I'm talking about, in an Indian community, who boast and brag about culture and values. It's an alarming situation where the Christian church has to understand that there is something that has been messed up. You know what the reason for families to be messed up is because you have not treated your single life. Two single people come together and be yoked as a family because you have not taken care of your singleness your family life is affected because you can't know how to handle somebody else because you have never taken care of your single life. Hallelujah. Am I talking sense? Be single people here, take care of your single life. It is pure and precious. It is pure and precious. People here, older folks, if you're married, take care of your family life. It is precious it has to be pure. It has to be pure. The ordinance of God through the scriptures we understand. The church is known as the, the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. Holiness is a requirement of the bride. Purity is a requirement of the bride. And that goes shame with the groom as well. The Bible helps us to understand. Fight for your family. When I speak this, this entire phrase for the next two minutes, I'm not coming here as a male dominant society speaker. I believe God of the Bible is a God of equality. I believe God of the Bible has given roles for men and women who are partakers in the kingdom, work, and family life. But you got to understand something. 
anything on planet earth that is worth seed producing is under direct attack of the enemy men you have to understand something god has created you in a way you are producing seeds there need to be a womb that takes the seed where a growth happens but you have to understand through all scriptures the enemy is against anything that is worth producing seed in our world today it is hard to find a good man who is standing in the good righteous relationship of god almighty my women folks the young girls here when you watch somebody in your life you have to understand a person who is right with god in a single life should be a perfect match for your life pastor i am already married but my husband is like this your husband will change god gives seed to the to the sower but we understand the enemy is always against the seed that the sower is scattering around women folks i want this message when i say respect the man in your house when i say respect you're not worshiping the person but respect should come in the attitude in the way you behave around the person your respect should come not just because you call him achaya not just because you call him by name your respect comes with the way you conduct yourself around the person and number 2 pray for your husband he is directly under the attack of the enemy the husband figure is known as the priest of the house a priest of the house a leader of the house a prophet of the house is under direct attack of the enemy my making sense pray for your husbands pray for your husbands all of us not married single pray for your single life and also pray for the person whom god has assigned in your life god gives seed to the sower be careful as we look forward we understand that the fight was always to crush down the unity of a family the story of the first creation in adam and eve it was the story that came down because there was a division between adam and eve in the roles responsibilities in the way they thought and the way they have succumbed to what the enemy has brought his own agenda to but what happened through the scriptures we see because there was a division another man had to come up the second adam who jesus christ himself is has brought in the unity in between a broken family and that's why when we do weddings we pray and bless them in the name of jesus christ why because our marriages are broken and only christ can unite them only in the name of jesus we can unite what has been broken down you don't understand kids growing up in families kids until the age of 15 will follow whatever you say to them after that they do whatever they want to do but today um, people who are living with teenagers in houses they always say pastor my boy my girl 
but this is the story up to an age they follow whatever that you say and after that they start doing whatever you are doing are you are getting this up to an age you can always say do this do that and they will do it because they love you they respect you or they're afraid of you they will do it in any of these cases but after an age they start doing things what you are doing many years ago i was um, i was listening to a message by uh, who is known as the prince of preachers pastor dl moody and when he was preaching this message he mentioned about a guy in in chicago he was a good guy a good husband a good father and what happened was every day he goes out to play with his friends every day he does that that is his routine and his son in living in his house has been following the example of the father for many years many years after a certain point the son decided to follow his father so he decided to follow he sneaked out of his house he came uh, out of the watch watching eyes of the mom and he started following the father the father did not know the father started following every place he goes by evening he goes to hang out with his friends he goes to play his games and he does all of that stuff and as he is going the son was following him every single day almost for a month or so one day it was very cold in chicago it's not a snowing and this guy again because this old man has been doing certain things on a weekend or a weekday for a certain period of time he continued to do as usual like any other day and on a snowy day he walked out of the house and he went to the places where he was going interestingly after some time he noticed that there is a small little feet on the snow footsteps of him as he is going he looked back and he understand understood there's somebody else following me and every place that he is going after he went to all these places he came to his game he looked back and he saw his son he asked me son why are you following me he said dad wherever you go i will go because i am learning i am seeing you do things but what changed his mind there was he didn't realize to change his situation but the next day immediately he did the same thing and this day when he did that his son followed him to a place where he shouldn't have been seen that evening every day as usual he goes to the bar takes a glass of wine or alcohol or whatever and then he goes to his game to play and that day when he was at this place his son followed with him and asked dad can you share with me whatever you are consuming can you give me a little bit of that that came and gave an alarming notice to the father all these years i have explained something to my son but today my son is following my footstep and the deal according to the words of pastor deal modi that father knelt down and made a covenant in the sight of god almighty and said no longer no longer we sing that song during our sunday school days be careful little feet where you go is that true be careful little eyes what you see right have you have sang that song earlier any time in your sunday school we sing that song but i believe we need to sing that song in an adult school in an adult sunday school in an adult's uh, life group we need to teach that song be careful big little feet where you go because there is somebody there is a small feet walking behind you be careful big eyes 
what you what you see because behind you there is somebody else noticing and looking at those things be careful your your big hands what you touch and what you give because there's somebody else that is noticing and practicing and following in the footstep be careful people be careful as we fight for our family it is not just you sit in a corner and you pray you ask pentecostal to sit and pray they will pray for hours but when you ask them to change their life they will never do it that is a sad situation of a christianity today stop your prayer work what god has wanted you to do praise the lord we are hearers of the word but we are not doers of it you're bringing a shame to the faith that we are following because you're not doing what you're preaching what you're talking what you're learning and today let us tune in to the frequency of heaven cutting the noise around that we will stand up to fight for the family that God has given us fathers you're the priest of the family pray for your family and work efficiently that you will stand up and fight for them mothers fight for your family fight for your family I remember the days my dad and mom used to come early in the morning they 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 get up very early and have early morning prayer at 5:35 o'clock and I remember my mom my dad would come first and my mom will come they lay their hands on my head and they pray a prayer of coverage and protection and guidance they pray god this is my son and i give my son for your work he's protected under the angelic cover and i believe after that challenges have come but i stand here boldly because of the prayers of my parents if you are ready to pray for your children even the children that are not born to some of you right now after marriage of 2 or 3 years i pray in the name of jesus every child born in your family you will intercede for them and there will be a workman in the kingdom of god pray for your family fight for your family fight for your family Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 is a scripture that is very beautiful in the old testament Joshua's pustakam 24 inde 15 nanum ende kudumbo I and my family we will serve the me or mera parivar hum yehova ki stuti karenge seva karenge i and my family we will serve god when you read through the entire scripture there there's a conversation that joshua is bringing up with the fellow israelites they have gone through you have you when you please go back home and read the chapter 24 you will understand the synopsis you'll understand the background of the entire story what is happening here joshua is now talking to the israelites and you say you know what you have the euphrates uh, euphrates uh, a river that is kind of a boundary when we are here we know we are here by the grace of god we know we are here by the mercy of god we know here we are here by the hand of god because the hand of god has provided protected and and let me thus far and that's why Joshua would stand in the midst of the congregation he would say i don't know but you guys you can worship other gods other small gods and goddesses that every other nations are worshiping but today i decide and declare as a man of the house that myself and my family we will serve the lord praise the lord make some bold commitments for your family and take an oath of commitment with God almighty that no matter what 
I will stand strong with my family. Joshua would say, please read that scripture when you, understand, when you will understand the backdrop of it. Joshua would say, I know y'all were worshipping other gods and goddesses. Y'all have everything else to do. When you were in Egypt and you wanted a God like the evil nations around, you did all that you did. But do you know, when you were in the Red Sea, it is God who opened the way for you. When you were walking through wilderness, it was God who provided for you. I am a generation that I have seen the merciful hands of God. And that's why I can boldly stand and testify and confess and let everybody know that myself and my family, I don't know about you, but myself, and my family, Joshua would say about his family, if there is anybody who would say that you want to serve God, come to me. Let us do it together. Make a confession, a bold declaration for your family. When I say about family, take it individually too. You must say, I decide that I will follow my Savior. I decide that I will follow and serve God in integrity. Being righteous in the image of cross. How many of you are baptized here? Can I see your hands? Everybody, right? Almost everybody. When we are baptized, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The entire family. We may have things that you have done. You may have things that you have in, done like any other person. But when you come to Christ, when you get into that water, when you come outside, we believe you are a new creation, a new person. Your family has to experience the newness of God in the authority and the work that he has asked you to do. And I would say, as I wind up here and the worship team comes behind me, fight for your family. Your prayers never go in vain. Pray for your family. Stand up for your family. Be with your family. Your family is important. Don't get into the deceptiveness, deceiving nature of the evil one. His ideas are always to destroy. Now as I wind up, can we all stand up in God's house? I want to go, I want to, I want to end with one scripture here. And when I read that scripture, pay real attention to it. Pay real attention to it. If you're writing it down, you can write it down from 1 Timothy chapter 5. Verse 8. Everybody can stand up. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. This is how it says. Anyone who neglects to take care for family members, he has denied the Christian faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This is not my words. This is the words of Bible. This is the words of Bible. Look into your own family. If you have failed to take care of any family member, when I take about, talk about taking care, not just about their financial needs or help them in stuff, but bringing peace between your family. If you have neglected to take care, to bring peace between your family members, what does Bible help us to understand? It says, you're worse than a non-believer. You're worse than an unbeliever. You talk about un unbelievers. You talk about unbelievers outside. But can it, the Bible helps us to understand. If you don't love your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. Church is a family. We come from different homes. 
Nobody's paying my mortgage. I'm paying mine. I'm not paying yours. You're paying yours. But in the sanctifying process that Christ has allowed us to be brothers and sisters, God has made us a family together. We come from different homes. We have different last names. Everybody do their own business and jobs. But you are a family in Christ. And if you neglect to take care of your own family, Bible says that you're worse than an unbeliever. We don't want to have that kind of a tagline on us. As I'm preaching this message, I want you to understand it, not with your carnal mind. Receive it in your ears and let it create a space in your heart that today you will resolve issues. Today you will call your brother or your sister. Today you will make phone calls to India. Today you will deal with that situation because we don't want to be called as an unbeliever because any unbeliever is a child not of God. Fight for your family. Every eye closed right now. Every eye closed. Moses fought and delivered his family from bondage. Noah protected his family from the flood. Joseph provided for his family. David killed giants, preserving the border lives. Esther's one night with the king saved an entire nation. Abraham fought to rescue Lot. Ruth fought to provide for her mother-in-law. Jacob fought to win his family back. Jairus fought for his death, ill daughter. And today, whom are you fighting for? Fight for your family. They are valuable in the sight of God Almighty. They're valuable. Father, This is our, our fight, my battles. As we sing those songs, I want you to boldly confess in the sight of God Almighty and say, God, I am sorry for the wrongdoings of my life, but today I declare that I want to resolve those situations. And as I sing and as I profess that faith lines, this is how I fight my battles. I want every devil loosened in hell to know that this is my family and then I dare you to come between us. I dare you to come step in between us. My God is on our side. He is fighting the battle with us.